Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing this Saturday afternoon? Uh, today is um, October the 28th, 2023. Uh, this is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. And this is my uh, the ending week- weekend of not only Halloween, but it's the ending weekend of my Hall- uh, Halloween extravaganza. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm going to be, uh, or this afternoon, because it's the afternoon when we're doing this, but um, uh, we are discussing screen, screen five. And I am discussing screen five with two guests today. Uh, I have Matt Latz with me. Hi. And then I have uh, Brittany Ridgeway with me today. Hi. She's kind of a newbie, but not really, because you were, you were on um, the Final Destination uh, with us, uh, too. You got on late, but you were with us, so that counts. And I watched that the other night, Oh, you did? <laughs> How did you like it? I liked it. It was good. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I liked, um, the one before it a little bit better, but it was still, but the, I love the way that it ended, though. I loved how it ended, like, it, it was more a prequel than anything. Right. So th- that's what I loved about it. Um, and sp- speaking of loving movies, did we love Scream 5? Let's be honest. Did we love it? <laughs> uh, Brittany, I'll start with you first. Did you love Scream 5? Um, I actually was going to see it for my birthday when it came out. Um, The Scream franchise is always changing, and, uh, you know, Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson, they like to keep guessing the whole time on who it is. Um, like, I love that they went back to Stu's house. I love yep. that they had family members of Randy in it. Mm-hmm. They had, and, they, and they still had Heather Matarazzo, who's playing Randy's sister. They had her in it. Um. I love that they had the original four in there. That was awesome. And there were like some little Easter eggs in there. Like in Doobie's living room, there was Tatum's ashes. Yes. On the counter. And there was a picture of him and Gordy Cox, like from when they were actually married. Uh, so that that was awesome. I just think I wasn't a huge fan on the actress they had to play Sam. Um, just because there was one scene in the hospital where Ghostface is attacking her and she's running out of the hospital and she looks like she's smiling while she's screaming, uh, yeah. help me. Yeah. Yep. But there are other times where she's very, very strong in that. Um, but I love that they had the flashbacks with Billy, uh, you know, being right there behind her. Like, he's seeing her and at the end, you think, oh, crap, is she going to start killing? Like, Right. <laughs> at, the, at, the, at that very end scene, you're like, uh... Is she going to turn into her... Is she going to turn into him? And also, too, if she had taken her dad's last name, her name would have been Sam Loomis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. The doctor from... Yeah, yeah, from Halloween. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it, had some, it had some really great moments. Um, and, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son played Chad in there. and I, He looks just like his dad to me. 
Oh my gosh. There was this one shot of him. I was like, he looks exactly like his dad. But and it but it's funny because because I think Jack Quaid looks more like his mom than his mm-hmm. dad. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. But it, it definitely tends to guess in because at one point I thought it was Liz and at one point I thought it was Mindy. And like you know, it, it does It definitely kept us guessing. Yes, it did. But I was kind of bummed that they ended up going back to the boyfriend. Like, I kind of had wished it would have been... Yeah, kind of... I I do kind of agree with Randy. Because remember, Randy was like... Uh, forget the boyfriend it's tired who else do we got you know I, I, I kind of think that I think that the boyfriend even though Dewey was right it always goes back to, you know you, you gotta look at the boyfriend it's always someone closest to you but I, I agree with you though Brittany I think that they could have you know uh, made it a little bit more interesting and not go the boyfriend route right well and uh if I remember right, they didn't really have a motive at the end. It was just that they wanted to get famous. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, they did. Uh, it wasn't a good motive, but it was. Uh, um, they wanted to remake the movie. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So, yeah, so it wasn't really about being famous or anything. They just wanted yeah. to remake the movie. <laughs> Yeah, but like the motives of the past, like they they were big ones. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 they made sense too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one didn't make quite a, as much sense as you know, say, even even uh, Jill, it, even her motive made sense. You you know you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to um, work or do anything anymore. All you have to do is just have effed up stuff happened to you <laughs> so <laughs> even that made sense interestingly enough um the plot of scream 3 was supposed to be about a bunch of fans and like you know Stu and billy crazed fans that went on a killing spree and eventually it became the plot of uh of the following i guess yeah oh i loved that show actually (laughs) but but the motive for scream five was a callback to what was originally supposed to be the motive of scream three it was supposed to be crazy Ah. oh wow yeah i was watching it yesterday that's why they did that and also, the other reason that I've heard that they that they did it that way was because um, it as sort of a it's sort of a reboot reimagining sequel. So they wanted to have as many parallels with the original movie as possible. Yeah. And they did the same thing with the next one as well. There are tons of parallels to Scream Six and Scream 2. Yeah, no, I, I I loved Scream 6. I didn't think I was going to like it because it was the first one without me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Scream 6 was great. Uh, yeah, I 6 was my favorite, too. Latrice, you asked uh, if we loved Scream 5, and I don't. 
love it. I do yeah. like it. There, there's no such thing as a bad screen movie. Right. You're uh, right about that. In my, in my opinion, there's no bad screen movies. It it just feels a little off. It's it's, and I can understand. It's a brand new. It's a brand new production company. Um, you know, they had to kind of get their feel and their footing for it. But like the the kid characters, the teenagers, you don't care about them because they're not fleshed out. Right. You know, they're right. all they're all just sort of stand-ins for what the original characters were. So they're not very fleshed out. Um, it's you don't care as much about the characters as you do in the other screen movies. Right. You don't because you don't have you don't have enough time to get to know them. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, so it's just and and you know extreme lack of like action sequences, right? You know, like chase scenes and and things like that. Not right. a whole lot going on as far as that. yeah. I feel I felt that same way, Matt, and, and that's why I uh, asked it the way I did because I myself didn't love it either. That's why I asked did did we really love this movie? Let's be honest, did we really love yeah. it? You know. Because I know I didn't, you know, I didn't, like you said, Matt, there are no, there's really no bad screen movie, but this one felt a little bit off and, and, uh, and part six got it right, I think. Yes. Oh, six was everything I wanted. Yes. In in the screen movies, like in the next sequel. Yes. And they you really got to know the characters in that one, and I really loved it. It just five just did not seem to have the same vibe as all the as, rest. Yes, yes, and, and, and I don't. Can we talk, oh, can go we ahead. Talk about that we lost one of the core. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Or and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew going into that movie, I was like, okay, this is the fifth one. One of the core, they're gonna go. And, yeah, yeah and, I, and we discussed that when we discussed part four, uh, Matt. I yeah. know you were mad because one of them didn't die. <laughs> well, it's like right. the, way, so the way that they introduced Dewey in Scream Five. I was like, okay, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Dewey because he was the you know Sydney had kids and a husband. Gail was driving in New York. Dewey was the only one who was kind of going downhill. So I was like, okay. right. Right. Yeah. They made it a little bit too obvious. And that's another thing, too, that I didn't like. They did make it a little bit too obvious that Dewey was going to get it. Yeah. But other than that, though, I love... I. Oh, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say a lot of things are pretty obvious. You know, Brittany says she, she switched from one person to the other thinking who the killer was. I pegged Amber from the start. Well, like from the you're always thing. right, Matt. <laughs> well, I write murder mysteries; it's a given. But <laughs> like from the first scene I saw her, I was like, "Her, it's her." <laughs> like, yeah. it's her. I don't know why yet, but it's her. Yeah, and see, I thought I thought it was her too, but then when I when I knew, okay, it's gonna be two killers again, <clears> then. I was like, okay, well, who's the second one? Is it Liv? Is it Mindy? Like, <laughs> actually, guys, yeah. 
after re-watching it like a whole bunch of times this week, I actually think there's a third killer. You think? I think there might be a third killer that might be introduced um, in part seven. Now, if I was a writer, I think that's the route I would go. Uh, can I guess who you who you think it is? Sure. Do you do you know who you think it is, or do you just think it's just a third killer? I just think there's a third killer. I don't really know who it could be. Because um, if it if is logically, it should be Mandy. Yeah, yeah. Logically speaking, it should be. Yeah. Well, but they did have or, three killers in Scream Six. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. No, they did. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they did. There were three killers in Screen Six. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll go with one killer in Screen Seven because right, Screen right, yeah. Three. Screen Three only had one killer. Mm-hmm. Screen Three. That was that's one of my favorites. A lot of people hate Screen Three. That's one of my favorites. I, I don't Me hate too, it. How, how, how can you watch Parker Posey and not love that? <laughs> I love. Her. She's she's so chaotic in that movie, and I love it so much. She's chaotic, chaotic in everything she does, and it's perfect. Okay, the only movie I didn't like Parker Posey on is Blade. I didn't like her in Blade Three. It's been so long since I've seen that. I don't think I hated her, but. Um... She but just didn't fit the role to me. Out. To me, she was miscast. It, it, you could possibly, you could probably be very right on that. Because so. she's a com- she's a comedic actress. Even though that she was on uh, on um, uh, on screen three, she was still comedic. You know. You and you it, need what, to dive into her body of work, Latrice, because <laughs> she. She's an indie princess. She's done a lot more than comedy. And she... The girl's got chops. So, I, if I were you, I'm just going to make a friendly suggestion. Look up some of the stuff she's done and watch some of her older films. Oh, okay. Well, you'll have to message me some uh, some of the film that she's spinning because I'm not really sure. Um, I, one, right off the top of my head, uh, is The House of Yes. Oh, okay. It's she has comedic moments in it, but it's like severely disturbing to watch. Oh, okay. Okay, the House of Yes. Okay. I'll yes, definitely it check it out. Now, did y'all catch in Screen Five who Sydney is married to? Yes. Yes. Yes, and I am. I I am hoping that he makes a return to the screen. I think that he was. And, yeah. and you know what I? Like, How's Mark doing? I was like, ah. And you know what I noticed? Uh, did you guys notice what was around Sydney's neck? The necklace oh, that yeah. um that her boyfriend from college gave her. Oh, she was still wearing it. She was still wearing it. Okay. I just noticed that yesterday. I don't believe she. I don't believe she's wearing it in four, but she's wearing it in five. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just noticed it yesterday. So I was like, oh, she's wearing the necklace that um Derek gave her. 
How sweet. They always leave so many Easter eggs in the movies. I love oh, it. Yeah. Yes, because yes. And, and that's what I love about the new directors. You know, mm-hmm. they yes. they appreciated Wes so much. And that's why they wanted to make this film. Therefore, that's yeah. why Sid, um, that's why Nev Campbell gave her, you know, gave her blessing to be on it because they loved Wes so much. And then it almost that made me cry in Spring Five when they did the party and it was for Wes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, if more uh, movies in the horror genre want to revitalize their series, they need to let fans write them and direct them. <laughs> because, because the fans are the ones that we know what we want and we know what right. everyone else is going to want. And that's why the screen movies are so successful. Fans wrote them. Yeah. All right. Well, well, if that were true, though, if that's true, then in, in Scream 7, Stu's going to be the killer. <laughs> that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants Stu to come back. So if that's true, Matt, then that's who my guess who the killer is. Stu. Well, you know, well, you know in that scene in Scream 5 when um, Richie is watching, like, fan videos on YouTube and it's talking about Screen 8 the, the ghost face with the flamethrower that's Matthew Lillard oh, oh yeah it? yeah he said that that's him that's cool <laughs> and there's that's a really part cool. and there's a part <laughs> in the party when they're over at uh, Stu's old house and you know they're doing like for Wes and then um, like Gail and Sydney come in and the party's being broken up there's like a little bit of chatter, a little bit of dialogue in the back. Jamie Kennedy no, that's in, in that. That's in Scream 6. Is that Scream 6 or Scream 5? That's Scream 6 because it's when, um, wait, no, it is Scream 5. When Richie, when Richie comes in and he says some, uh, some old dude, some old dude is kicking us out. Or, yeah, yeah, that's Jamie Kennedy. Uh, yeah, oh that's my goodness, was that Jamie? <laughs> yeah. Well, I do know a lot of the old cast members because I um I, I watched the movie with commentary on too too. I love commentary. Uh, I love to watch um, the movies with com- commentary to just get you know all the backstage secrets and stuff. And they did say that a lot of the old cast members members from the first screen were there. Were at the oh, party. Yeah. If I- if I remember correctly, Drew Barrymore is the voice of the principal. Yes, he is. The- yep. Yep. So I, I, I love their continuity um, mm-hmm. in this one and in part six as well. That uh, Their continuity is is on point. I loved it. Well, uh, uh, let me ask you guys some questions, though. Uh, like, uh, Brittany, who was your uh, favorite character in Scream 5? a good question um, <laughs> I probably Wes mm. Wes not only because he was an homage to Wes Craven but yeah I, th- I think Wes was my favorite alright he kind of reminded me a little bit of Dewey in the way that he was so wholesome and oh yeah you know cared about his friends you know being safe um so I'd have to say either Wes or Mindy. Either Wes or Mindy. Because I love that they recreated the scene with the, no, Jamie, go and 
Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you look behind you. Yeah, that was such a hilarious scene. But yeah, I'm, I'm torn between Wes or Mindy. Because Mindy was kind of like the Randy, which makes sense because that's her uncle. Right. <laughs> so the whole rules and stuff. I mean, I don't think she, I don't think they showed her caring side in Scream 5 very much. They touched on it in Scream 6. Because mm-hmm. whenever you see the characters care about someone else, that kind of makes them human in our eyes to the, to the viewers watching it. Right. And so that's why Wes, like, you could tell he really cared about his friends and his mom. So, yeah, Wes, Wes was my favorite. Mindy's close second. Right. And, and Matt, how about you? Uh, who is your favorite character? Well, I'm going to have to say Sheriff Judy. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Well, I love, I love, uh, I love Marley Shelton. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I do love Marley. I loved it in the film, but I thought that they fleshed her out quite well in this one. And just she has my favorite line of the entire uh, of the entire franchise at this point. They said, you know, what's your favorite scary, scary movie? I enjoy Disney films. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I do uh, have a question about that. Now, now this is a part of the continuity that I didn't get. Uh, uh, how old is Wes supposed to be? And did they let us know that she had a son back in 2011? Um, they never said anything about a son in Scream 4. Yeah, I didn't think uh, so. And... So, like, the time jump know. would be... I mean, because in 2011 to 2023, that's... Well, I guess, yeah, I guess he would be about, what, 14 or 15, right? I guess. Um, Let's see, 11? Yeah, had him. Maybe she hadn't had him in Scream 4. Because the ones that were, like, okay, so in Scream 4, Kirby was was one of the teenagers. She's 30 now. Right. In Scream 6, she and Sam knew each other because they went to high school together. So... It's about, yeah, it's about right. So she probably would have had him by screen four. He would have been like grade school age. Yeah. Because Sam was babysitting all of them while she was in high school before she took off and left Woodsboro. So because they all said she was her babysitter. Right. Or their babysitter. Um, so they would have been, when she was a teenager, they would have been, like, grade school age. So he right. would have been around. Right. They just didn't mention him in part four. Oh, right. Because yeah. They- <laughs> yeah. That was, that boggled my mind. That bothered me so much, actually. <laughs> I was telling Brian, I was like, well, they didn't mention the fact that she had a son in part four. <laughs> They probably hadn't decided that she was going to have one. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad that they did go that route only because, you know, um, his name was Wes. So, you have to, yeah. you know. So, and and I think they probably wanted a character named Wes. And that was a good way to go about it. I think too. Yeah. And, well, but, my... Uh, but oh, go ahead. I enjoyed 
enjoyed Sheriff. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Sheriff Judy. Um, I was close second would be Dewey, because um, because he was so grizzled and like over it at this point. Again, kind of kind of resigned to his fate. Um, and I'll I'll never not love Gale. Gale yes. has been my favorite character from the first one all the way through until three. Parker Posey as fake Gale was better. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> she was better at Gale than Gale was. <laughs> yeah, but we always love Gale. We stand Gale very hard. <laughs> well, my, my favorite character was Dewey because he was. I mean, he was W D Do. Come on now, uh, W D Do, and um, yeah. and he just um. I don't know. Uh, in this one, even though, like you said, Matt, he was, um, he kind of embraced his fate, you know, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I, um, I just love Dewey. I've loved Dewey ever since the first one. Kind of like how you said that, that you love Gail ever since the first one. Well, Dewey has always been my favorite from the first one. Yeah. And, uh, and he just, I just love his, yeah, I just love his sweet demeanor, his, his willingness to always help. Like, you know, that's what Gail, Gail said, you know, she said that's who he was. He just helped people. And, uh, and I love that about Dewey's character. So, well, who was everybody's least favorite character? And uh, uh, Matt, I'll start. With, uh, I'll ask you first, and then I'll ask Brittany. Uh, who was your least favorite character? Amber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Couldn't couldn't get behind her from the beginning. Also suspected her from the beginning, but also I did not like the way she was like over the top. I didn't like the way she was trying to parent Jenna Ortega's character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, y'all are the same age. She don't need you to be her mom. Uh-uh. All right. Um, but, yeah, it was... She was so off-putting. She was so off-putting from the beginning that I just did not trust her at all. And, you know, one of the one of the best parts about... Richie being the other killer is that at times I trusted him. He was quite a likable and funny character. Yes, yes. And when you find out a character like that is you know that's all a lie and that they're actually the killer it, it means more. Yeah. And if I hate you from the get go if I can't <laughs> right. yeah, if I can't stand you from the word jump Mm-hmm. Then I don't. Yeah, it's not going to pack a punch. Yeah, it doesn't give me that same feeling. And so she was just awful. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess you feel the same way, Brittany. Yeah, character-wise, I did not like her. Now, as an actress, she's great. Oh yeah, no, great she's actress, awesome actress. But yeah, yeah. her character—they made her very unlikable, and. With Kevin Williamson, that was probably the intent mm-hmm. was to make her so unlikable. Uh, but yeah, I didn't like that she was like 
offended when Sam came in the room to see Tara. Like, that's her sister. Like, right. She's her family. She has every right to be there. Like, who are you? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, who are you? And, uh, you know, her trying to, you know, mother her. It was just weird. And, you know, but they kept saying during the movie that, like, Amber loved Tara. Like, right. You right. know, like, she must have had a thing for her or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was because, thinking. Because, like, I would understand, like, I'm, I'm kind of a mama to my friends. But you can tell that I genuinely care about them. With her, it just looked more like she just wanted to control it. Like, you didn't See? really get the vibe that she genuinely cared about oh, their yeah. well-being. Oh, yeah. If they had gone with the motive that Amber was in love with... Jen Ortega. What is Jenna Ortega's Tara. character's name? Tara. Tara. Okay. I, I don't know why it escapes me. Um, if they had like made it to where her motive was like jealousy because she couldn't have her, that might have made that might have made me like it a little bit more. Um, yeah. That 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 would have been a so, great motive. The, yeah. The romance between her and Richie seemed kind of forced. Yes. Yes, like, it did. It could have been, it could have been like that they were friends and decided to go on this spree together. They didn't have to be romantically involved. I, I didn't even think seemed, that they were. Yeah, the that part seemed extremely forced to me. Mm-hmm. Like when she called him baby and stuff, I was like, Ooh, I don't oh, buy it. That I don't. I like, didn't even buy that. Yeah, I, I agree, Matt. Well, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be getting back. I'll tell you why I did not like Amber. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back after this. Do you guys love horror toys? Are you a horror collector? Well, there's a store in Allen, Texas named Elm Street Toys that sells all things horror. You can buy action figures, chucky dolls, board games, and even air freshener. Elm Street Toys is ridiculously in- inexpensive. You guys can get a Mezco 72 Collective Halloween 2 Michael Myers for $89.99 off of their website. Their website is www.mstreettoys.com. If you guys can't make it into, into the store, you guys can definitely go on their website and shop until you drop. Again, the name is Elm Street Toys. The location is Allen, Texas. And if you guys cannot get to the store, the website is www.elmstreettoys.com. Enjoy your horror toys. and we are back and uh let me tell you the reason why i didn't like amber i didn't like amber because to me she was over the top she i when 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 it's revealed as her it's like she just 
upped it a level. She, I mean, two or three levels. I mean, this girl, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was just, I didn't, I'm like, okay, you can tone down the crazy. Yeah, it it did seem a little much. Yeah, she was uh, like, um, your mother's a drunk. <laughs> like, okay, tone, tone it down, just a few. <laughs> yeah, and then when she's outside trying to pretend to be uh, attacked or whatever. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's so fake, it's so bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I, it just seemed to me like, like Mikey, because I think that's her real name, Mikey. She was trying a little bit too hard. Whereas Jack, Jack Quaid just played it, it, it kind of like um, the way that um, Skeet Ulrich and um, and uh, Matthew Lillard did. They just played it so well. Well, Mikey kind of just like went over the top. And, and, and it does kind of make me wonder if they meant for her to do that. Probably. Well, I mean, it could have been Frank's choice. Yeah. You know, it, it, she probably gave them several options. They probably went with, you know, the more over the top. Maybe they wanted her to seem more crazy. Um, in Scream 4, Jill kind of was way over the top in yeah. her uh, yeah. reveals. So maybe they were trying to channel that a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe, well, but you know, Scream Four and Five, like I don't know if it's just because the younger generation or who, but like I'm like, who are you taking on Sydney, Dewey, and Dale? Like, who are you? Like, <laughs> they just didn't seem big bad enough to me to right to take them on. Like, they've done this. Well, uh, yeah, that, I was thinking that too, Brittany, because earlier today when I when I was watching it before we got on the podcast and. And every time um, Richie would say, stick the F down, Prescott, I'm like, wait a minute. Now, now see, I would have had to get up and like, come on, bro, let's do this. Because like you said, who are you? You are not all that big and bad. You just got a gun. Yeah. Right. Um, well, and then the fact that like Amber... You know, you know that Amber is the one that had to be, in, you know, had to be the one that killed Dewey. And like, how did that little girl overpower that man? Now, see, that's why I think that there's a third killer. <laughs> that's exactly why I think that there's a third killer because we already we see Richie, he's there, but like you just said, Matt, Amber, there's no way Amber can take down that grown man. Well, I mean, you know. Granted, he was distracted. So, right. Yes, but technically it happened. But I feel like it was a waste that it was Amber that got to kill him. Yeah, it was, and and that's why I stand behind what I say. I stand behind that there's a third killer because, like you said, Matt, that that it would be a waste for it to have been Amber. Yeah, I think it all goes back to their motive. Just wasn't. It didn't give enough of a reason for them to be going after them like yeah you know if you're gonna go for the core three like we, right. we need some kind of like a debbie salt reason like well yeah <laughs> that's good that, that that was the most that was the most believable motive 
you know, hey, you, you, you mess with my son, you're, you're messing with me. Yeah. You know, that was, uh, that was, even though, you know, the mother had abandoned her child, she still loved him. And she went after well, the people who killed him. It also made a lot more sense that, like, he came from damaged goods. Like, she's just as crazy as he was. I guess. You know? Kind of like Richie's family. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll save that for Scream 6. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, they still have, you know, with Scream 7, they could turn Sam into a killer. I hope they don't. I hope they don't, too. <laughs> oh, and I think the dog think. I hope they don't, too. <laughs> yeah, I they not. But it gave Sam a lot more, a lot more heart and a lot more character in the sixth one. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. And I think that they flesh her out a lot more at part six than they did part five and i i think that's what made me like her more in part six than in part five i didn't um the, the only reason why i didn't like her in part five is because i wanted to know more about her yeah who sam yeah yeah i agree i agree i thought they did such a better job with her in six than they did in five because yeah, it's all about definitely. character development because we're not going to care if these characters are being targeted or if they're being killed if we don't know who they are you know just like in unfortunately in real life sometimes you know like we don't know this person so yeah it's sad but we can't you know put our whole heart in there and like really like that's why i don't like the fall movies which is a whole nother thing because <laughs> and like the all the Friday the 13th but uh you know because i don't if i don't know you i'm not gonna feel bad and it's not gonna be that much of a shock factor and yeah well you? this is this is gonna be completely off topic but speaking of saw go if you like character development in your movies go watch the new one saw x yeah i do want to see that yeah that one has i mean it's a com almost a completely different feel from the rest of the saws because it gives you so much like story before like the actual traps and everything so yeah well, that's good it, it's a it's a really good one it's right up there with the first couple yes because i love my favorite ones with saw through three or i yep. take that back saw four after re-watching saw four i do like saw four a little bit now a little bit more now but five on up you know to fx i don't really like because of the gore i don't really like all that gore to me you don't need it now speaking of yeah, they, the, well, the, movie, yeah. the movies became more about the traps than they did about the story mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the first three the story was very very intricate and very rich and i liked it um and then it just kind of starts going all over the place yeah it very much so did uh Brittany, what were you gonna say about the gore now speaking of gore and scream five and and i noticed a lot of the newer kind of recalls are doing this but like i feel like they were in the original yeah ghost face he did kill and he was brutal but 
I kind of feel like he overkills, like from Scream 4 up. Um, mm. Like, you know, with going through the neck and the. Uh, I see what. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I think there's two reasons for that. Um, one, I think it's because we can get a lot, we can get away with a lot more yeah. in movies now than we could in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you think. If you think about it, the very first kill, Casey Becker, they gutted her and strung her from a tree. Right. But we didn't see a lot of the gutting part. Right. Yeah. But it's always been implied that it's brutal killings. So yeah. even though we've seen all of it and, and and how many times these people get stabbed, you know, when they're being killed, yeah. it's like upwards of 10 times. Um, so they are brutal killings. I wouldn't call it overkill. I just think that we're allowed to see it more now. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, it's just it's just odd because, like, I've always loved the ghost face, you know, Chase and how he talks yes. to them. And, um, and we get a lot of that in five. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a lot about the Chase and the making me feel uncomfortable. And um, I just... I kind of feel like in five, he didn't do that as much. It was just straight to the kill. And I mean, like they had some of it, like, you know, the anticipation and Wes's kill where they were going around the kitchen and, and everything. Just... Yeah. Yeah. The anticipation with that. But like, um, yeah. I mean, nowadays there are, there is a lot more blood in these slashers, but I guess because they're classics, I'm used to the, Right. <laughs> like I, I really do believe that um the, the new movie that's coming out Thanksgiving, I think that's gonna be uh <laughs> I, I I'm excited. I am too. I, I I love a good slasher movie and I just really feel like this one is gonna be really, really gory though. <laughs> but I can't wait to see it because I, I, I love slashers. I, I'm so over the the possession uh, movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, they're yeah. good. They're good. They're scary. It's just it's it it is unsettling, and you know, like I'm I'm a Christian, and yes, I love my horror. And I oh yeah, some of the possession stuff, but it's it's scary, <laughs> and and it happens. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I think that's why I don't. You know. Uh, I think that's why I don't really like the possession movies. I don't. Um, I do cover some of them. I've covered The Exorcist. I've covered. Um, uh, yeah. What uh, What else have have I done in the podcast dealing with possession? Um, well, the Conjuring movies. I've, yeah. I've dealt with oh, those. The whole Conjuring universe is awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But um, but for the most part, because I do know that it is real. You know. Uh, possessions are real and and if you mess with that kind of stuff you're going to you're gonna you know find find out that you dealt with something that you shouldn't have dealt with yeah uh and you know and that's real so that's why i choose not to go there but a lot of people do like those kinds of movies and i think it's because they feel like it isn't real, especially if they're not Christian. If they're not Christian, they they don't think that that's real. So therefore, they are entertained by it. You know what I'm saying? Saying. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I hope yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, so so that's what that's how I feel about that though. So so okay, so what are what are y'all's favorite scenes of Screen Five? Brittany, what is your uh, favorite scene in Screen Five? Um, I think I'm torn between two because I loved Invince's kill outside of the bar that when his car turned on, Red Right Hand started playing. Yes, I love Red Right Hand. That's my favorite song in the Scream series. Yes. Like when you hear Red Right Hand, that's that's great. I know that it's a theme song for like Peaky Blinders and you know other stuff, but no. That's that's Scream song. Yep. (laughs) That's great. And uh so I love that part. And um I think my other favorite part of the movie, it wasn't necessarily a kill scene, but it was whenever Sydney and Gail were driving and they had to type in the address and then they were like, Oh shit. Right. <laughs> when they, when they, <laughs> the address, they were like, Oh that. man, we got to go back there. Yep. <laughs> All these years later. <laughs> yep. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. But they, and they do really good with the music too, because they, in Scream 2, they introduced Dewey's little song that happens when Dewey walks up. And they did that in this one. And I was like, yes! So, yes. yes. Those, little, those little parts. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, the continuity is this. It's off the chains in the Scream movie. I, I love it. And uh, uh, Matt, how about you? What was your favorite scene? Um, my favorite scene was uh, the lead up to Wes's kill with all of the false doors being open. Oh, yeah. Like, is he going to be behind the fridge? No. Is he going to be behind the medicine cabinet? No. It was, it dragged on long enough to be like, come on, and then it happened. I thought it was was really brilliantly done. Yeah. Yeah. And with that scene, I also like how they went back to being obsessed with horror movies, because when they were on the phone with Judy, they were like, have you ever seen Psycho? And then the shower comes on. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that that whole scene is just that is so well written and so well shot. Um, so yeah, that one, and and it has my favorite line: "I prefer Disney films." Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, she says, yeah. "I prefer Disney yeah. films and musicals." <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I've also I've heard people say that they like that scene because for once it's not a female getting in the shower oh yeah yeah it's such a, it, yeah it's a, a role is, reversal mm-hmm. yeah his whole character is like the helpless female he's the himbo of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. so Poor yeah it, it it makes almost perfect sense to have it yeah. be that way uh-huh. yeah so th- that was cool well, my favorite scene wasn't really a scene. You know, a lot of people uh, disliked that um, they didn't show Sydney until like 20, maybe 30 minutes into the movie. But I thought it was brilliant. I thought because, because the movie wasn't about Sydney. It was about Sam and the other kids. Granted, they could have fleshed him out a little bit more, 
but the movie wasn't about Sydney anymore. Ghostface wasn't uh, after Sydney per se. She they they had to get her back to Woodsboro, but it wasn't about she wasn't the main star. So I'm glad that they left her out of most of it, if that makes sense. Um, no, I agree. I, I I loved that they were at least trying to uh, have us know the this new group of kids you know we already know sydney we already know gail we already know dewey but we have wanted we had to know these next the next generation of kids that's going to be dealing with this so yeah. that was my favorite it, it wasn't a scene but that was my favorite yeah. i loved that and i loved the billy flush the like flashes of of Skeet as Billy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do love the fact that, that they were establishing that Billy was Sam's father. Now, I uh, I do have a question for you guys. Who do you guys think that, that the mother is? Because I do think that she was in the script. If they, wanted, if they want to continue the continuity, then we saw their mother we just didn't know I, I, that that would be their mother. I think. I think oh, go ahead, Matt. Well, no, you want to tell us who you think it is? Because I have a theory of who it is. Uh, yes. Yes. My theory is it is. I have two, actually. <laughs> now, the first girl that, that I have in mind, I, I only have her in mind because she kind of gave off like vibes that she could be into Billy but she had to play like she wasn't into Billy which is the girl that was um uh do you guys remember uh that um bathroom scene when um that's who I that's that's <laughs> my guess yeah <laughs> she had to play it off like she wasn't into Billy but she really was um but the second guess, the second guess that I have, and you guys may or may not remember her, remember this girl. I mean, if you blinked, you missed her. But she was the girl with the black hair. She was like the only girl in the room when they were watching Halloween. And I remember her. Yeah. And, and she, uh, she uh, was like, I'll leave you guys to, you know, to what you're doing. And yeah, so those are my two guesses. Yeah, I, I, those sound like solid guesses. I think, yeah, I, I think it could be the girl in the bathroom. Um, not the, not the friend, the one that's actually talking crap about Sydney's mom, or the Sydney's mom and Sydney. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because why else would a girl, you know, be, that bad mouthing yeah yeah now see i was thinking the friend though because she has black hair and she's like tall and you know that's who i was thinking well um blonde is a recessive gene and if it's in the woman it's it's usually not uh gonna be prevalent in their child's uh hair so oh, okay yeah especially if she was mexican but uh, 
because if she was regular, they have all sorts of fear, you know, because um, uh, I, I, I didn't even think about the fact that they were Hispanic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's probably not the cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> probably not the blonde. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they are Hispanic. They, 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 you could you could tell they have something else, but yeah, they're they're Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, so then it goes back to the girl at the end when she was at the party because she does look more Hispanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah, it, it could go either way. Brittany, uh, what what do you think, hun? I think that Wes and Kevin Williamson probably didn't even have that idea. That it was the newer writers that had that idea. I think us as the fans were going back and and rewatching and trying to see who could fit. I think that their mom is somebody who wasn't even in the movie. It was just somebody at the school that they mutually knew and they weren't ever shown on camera. That's what I think. Yeah, because that in the 90s, could be. Yeah, that, that's just that's just what I think. Um, because, yes, today's generation, you know, in, in movies, we're seeing a lot more representation um, for, you know, Latino and and all kinds of other ethnicities. And it wasn't as prevalent. I mean, it, it was, but not as prevalent in in the 90s. So I think it's somebody that... No, we're not even going to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think these are all great guesses. And I think, you know, uh, uh, if they want to do... They're going to surprise us one way or the other. other. One way or the other, I think they're going to surprise us. Oh, yeah. Well, they could they could bring in... You know some great character and say that this is the mom they yeah. could. i just mm-hmm. don't think it's anybody from the original movie uh, have you uh huh i said you're probably right but the, you know they might find a way to work it in is what i'm saying yeah 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 and either way it goes it will be it will be good either yeah. way it goes it's going to be okay. really good uh now um Okay, have you guys ever seen that '80s movie called um, *The Mutilator*? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, it, it's the a sickle. The, the, the sickle in that one, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the killer in that movie. I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it. I'm spoiling it for everybody. And and um. Well, maybe I shouldn't say who the killer is, because Brittany, you say that you haven't seen it, right? Mm-mm, right? Okay. So yeah, no, no, I'm I'm not gonna say who the killer is, but I will let you know that the mutilator is on Tubi. If you if you have Tubi um, at all, Brittany, it's on Tubi. It's streaming free on Tubi. Tubi, go watch it. I I think that um, uh, I think that it uh, it, <laughs> it could tie in to Scream Seven. Um, only because um, the the girls Sarah and Tara, their relationship with their mother is strained right now. Yeah. And so I 
think that what happens in the mutilator could happen in Scream 7. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and Matt, you know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. I do. Yeah, so, so I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Brittany, uh, you have to watch the mutilator to, to, to know what I'm talking about. Because I don't want to spoil it for you or for anybody else who hasn't seen it. Okay. I'll have to give that a watch. Yes. Yes. It, it is a good movie, too. It's a good watch. It's fun. Uh, it, it will make you cry, though, especially in the beginning. So just fair warning. <laughs> it's kind of emotional. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's a fun movie. A, a real fun watch. Well, well, when I, I'm going to take another break. Well, when I get back, I'll go ahead and ask you guys what your least favorite scene was. And we'll be right back after this. All right, Warriors. Um, all right. Uh, and so I will ask you guys um, who your, or what your least favorite scene was. Um, and Matt, I'll start with you um, for this question. Who was, uh, what was your least favorite scene in Scream 5? Honestly, for me, it, it's the whole reveal. It was just so meh for me. Um, the fact that it ended up being Amber, um, I mean, Ambridge, but like, it was just, it was just meh. And like you said, Amber was over the top. It just, it was my least enjoyable killer review out of all the series. I guess. Yes. Uh, and, and you know what? Bryant said that same thing. When we were at the movie theater, when it ended, he was, he was like, yeah, I don't like this one. The, the, the reveal was just all off. It's what Brian yeah, said. It was very underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Very. And, and uh, yeah. Brittany, how about you? What was your um, uh, least favorite scene? Um, I'd have to say that one, probably. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Just uh, very under... I mean, Jack Quaid and... Uh, Mickey, they did great. I mean, they're phenomenal actors. Um, yeah, it was just the the reveal in itself, and you know, it being the boyfriend again, and it's just kind of like, eh, okay, we've done this before, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like like Nev said. Remember, she was like, yeah, I've seen this movie before, and we have. We've seen this movie before. <laughs> It, the boyfriend's the killer. That is not uh, anything new. So, yeah. 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 Uh, but I got to say, my least favorite scene was Dewey's death. And not just because, you know, I love Dewey or, you know, and because I do, I love Dewey. But it was my least favorite scene because why would Dewey go back by himself? That is a big no-no in scary movies. And the screen movies have always been so self-aware. You know. So the fact that Dewey went back to shoot 
the guy or shoot Ghostface in the head by himself, no less. That was just dumb to me. So I think the reason they did that is because it was to show how much he still is in love with Gail. Because it was always Gail that told him, you know, shoot him in the head. You know, it was always Gail and Sydney that had to tell him to go back and like, you know, no, you have to shoot him in the head. And every in all the previous movies he shot at the killer. You know, it was always them that had to tell him, Don't forget to shoot him in the head. And I think he had Gail on his mind. And so he was like, I gotta make Gail proud, kind of a thing. I think that's what they were going for. Okay. Um, now that makes that, sense. That, That's, but right. That's where I justify it. I got to justify it some kind of way because it was stupid. <laughs> and I always say that because you know, like I said, he's he has survived five of you know, well, four four movies. He has survived, and like he said, he's been stabbed like nine times. So he should have known not to go back by himself. At least have Tara or Richie, you know, go with, you know, have somebody else there, you know, but um, but I just don't think that he would have been that dumb, in my opinion. Well, maybe he did, maybe he went back on purpose. We yeah. did talk about how he was resigned to his fate. And right, yeah. He wasn't really having a quality of life. Maybe he went back on purpose. Yeah. Maybe he went back to do something to make himself, you know, be that hero one more time. Yeah, that's true too. That's a good way to. That is a good way to look at it. I think there is, and and why is there no? I mean, I know she was on a private floor, but why is there nobody in the hospital? I was saying that too. I was saying because listen, I I've been in the hospital before. Uh, when when my son was um sick with the RSV and his lungs was all, I, and, and even even when I had my son, I was in the hospital and there was always somebody there. Okay, let me tell you, I was not it's, alone. I guess it's logic. It's it's horror movie logic because like look at <laughs> Halloween too. Yeah, that's Halloween true too. <laughs> nobody on staff. It's like this is a hospital. This is a highly secure area. This is a place you need to be protected. What are you doing? Where is everybody? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like at the end of Scream Four when Gail goes, "Can we get a doctor up here?" Right. <laughs> oh God. Oh my goodness. But uh uh let's see. Okay, so we went over our least favorite scenes. Uh okay. Uh oh, whose kill scene did you like the most? Uh well we didn't get a lot of kills. That was another thing about this movie. We didn't really get a lot of kills either. Yeah. That, that yeah, was that's... another thing that I didn't like. I didn't like that, you know, we didn't, yeah. Um, so, so uh, well, Brittany, who, whose kill scene did you like the most? I think you already said, though. 
Well, I, I liked Vince's kill scene. I get but, it. But it, it didn't last very long, is the thing, because he just went for the stab in the neck, and then shortly after, he bled out. So, um, I think my favorite kill scene was probably, and, and it wasn't technically a kill because she didn't die, but in the beginning, um, just because it kind of goes back to the old taunting around the house and, and everything. So I think, I think that one is probably my favorite, even though she technically didn't die, but she was supposed to, because in every opening sequence in every screen movie, that person dies. And you know, she should have, you know, about her injuries and everything. But, uh, yeah, Ghostface, he was ruthless in that. Yes, he was. He was very ruthless. <laughs> like, that was probably, besides besides Wes's kill scene, I think that was the most brutal in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Matt, how about you? Who was, uh, whose kill scene was your favorite? I'm I'm gonna go with Wes and Judy because it subverted what you were expecting because he's following Wes or the camera's following Wes for so long um, with that whole scene you know with the the doors and everything this and all the suspense that you think that she's gonna show up and find her kid dead you don't expect him to walk in front of her in front of the door and get her right there on the steps so. The way converted those expectations, I think that makes that my favorite kill scene. Right, right. And, and you know what? I, I agree with Judy's death scene because uh, it was such a surprise. Like, you know, when she's running up to the house, you don't expect for Ghostface to come out of the shadows, so to speak, and stab her in the gut. You, I, that, was, that, for me, was totally unexpected. So that made it my favorite kill. I I love that. Agree. Yeah, I I loved it. Um, but I do um get what you were saying with uh, with Wes's um kill too. Like especially leading up to it, it was so, so it was like, what's gonna happen? Happen? How's he gonna get it? You know? Yeah. Well, I kind of I kind of come combined both of them as one kill really because mm-hmm. it all kind of happened all at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. (laughs) I got you. Yeah, but definitely the way that Judy, the surprise kill with Judy, it just came out of nowhere. Right. Yep. Yep. And we have made it to my last question, which is my deep question: uh, How does uh, Scream Five pertain to the Bible? And I'll go uh, first for this, guys for um, this question uh um i think after watching screen five numerous times um the way that it pertains to the bible uh with me is knowing knowing your identity Uh, um to me sam didn't know or she couldn't come to terms with who she was you know she didn't know who she was she didn't know what what she was going to turn out out to be uh she had trouble dealing with who she was just like just like most of us you know in real life you know we wonder sometimes i know i do i wonder you know 
who am I and why am I here? And if we're not careful, we can really lose sight of ourselves by, by not one, knowing who we are and two, coming to terms with who we are. Um, a scripture that I found that really stood out to me was Jeremiah 1 and 5. It says, before I, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, maybe you're not meant to be a prophet, but rest assured, listeners and guests, you are here for a reason. And it really doesn't matter where you come from, who you were born to. All that matters is that God chose you before you were even born. Uh, I know some people may have a problem with that because their lives are so messed up and they feel like God made a mistake. But God is God and he truly does not make mistakes. Be who you are. You may ask, well, who am I? Well, you are whoever God says you are. Don't let anybody but God define who you are. And definitely don't let anybody but God tell you who you are. Um, if you're listening and you're not a believer, I can't make you believe and nor would I ever do that. Um, but you have an identity too. And I pray that you not only find who you are, but I pray that you accept who you are. I pray that you allow God to shape you. And that, that's all I have for that. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt, do you have an opinion on how Screen 5 could pertain to the Bible? Um, for me, it's always going to come back, like usually in this one, this one um, it kind of comes back to the Father for me. Yeah. Um, because Sam's being, Sam and Tara are being punished for who Sam's father is. Yeah. Um, to hold a broader back was to, you know, had to get the daughter of business so they could make her the bit. And, you know, it just, I don't know, that's really all I could really come up with for this. Song. Yeah. That, like, that, well, that's like true. And I didn't even think of that, uh, but it's true, the sins of the father. And there's a there's quite a few scriptures in the Bible uh, pertaining to that, too. So, yeah. Yeah, that went with that. Um, because she, she kind of had a really rough life because of who her father was. Mm -hmm. Finding out was. And it almost feels like she's being punished. Right. And she had nothing to do with that. You know, she had nothing to do with Billy cheating on Sydney and getting her mother pregnant. She had nothing to do with that. And uh, Brittany, um, do you have an opinion on how um, Scream 5 could pertain to the Bible? And if you don't, um, you do not have to answer. <laughs> well, I I kind of, I agree with y'all with, with the sins of the father. Definitely. Um, because even though she had nothing to do with that. Her, her father did. Her father's the one that created this entire thing. Um, but I also keep thinking of in Halloween how the teacher keeps explaining the fate. You know, it was Dewey's Dewey's fate, and um, you know that's set in stone, and you can't escape your fate. 
even though you try everything you can and and everything it's it's gonna happen so i think fate had a lot to do with with the undertone in that movie right yeah yep mm-hmm. yep i agree i agree with that i actually agree with both of you um okay now now i don't have any more questions but i do have five fun, fun facts and um the first fun fact is i think we all um especially especially if you um uh followed the youtube channels uh, from scream five you guys probably already know this one um david arquette who is a certified um bob ross painting instructor taught several of the cast members uh how to paint like the legendary artist during film breaks i knew that because um they had uh talked about it uh one of the um videos that i saw on youtube i did not know that yep he is a um, bob ross painting instructor <laughs> that's really cool um my fun fact number two is um the first two films feature flash cut shots of ghostface acting menacing before the end credits well here there is a flash of ghostface honorably wiping his blade with his head bowed in a respectful fashion in honor of Wes Craven. Oh, also didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my fun fact number three, actually, um, uh, Brittany brought brung this up. Um, the framed photo of David Arquette and Courtney Cox is a real life photo um, that was taken during their marriage. Um, my fun fact number four is, um, the new cast members have all stated that radio silence was extremely secretive about the true ending of the film during production to the point where none of the new cast knew the final outcome. As explained, uh, this was likely done to avoid the leaks that afflicted screen two. Yeah. And my fun fact number five is the area code for Willsboro. Now, I wrote this down for a reason, guys. Uh, Listen to this, okay? The area code for Woodsboro is shown to be 707. This is the area code for the cities of Santa Rosa and Harrodsburg, both located in Sonoma County, California, where much of the original screen was filmed. Sonoma County is approximately three hours northeast of Modesto, California, where Samantha and Richie are shown to be working at at, at the beginning of the film. So it's, that would be a three-hour drive. So I'm thinking third killer. You could be right but yeah no we'll see yeah yep i cannot wait until screams uh seven i tell you i tell you what i'm hoping that it'll be just as good as part six 
Uh, now we uh, move on to, uh, well, well, I would move on to the cast and crew that has passed on, but because this movie was so new, you know, it came out last year, um, nobody has passed on. So, you know, and thank God for that. Uh, yeah. So now we move on to my uh, groupers reaction. And I did, um, I asked my groupers a bunch of questions. Uh, let me see if I have any, um, have any answers. Let's see. Um, okay. I asked my uh, groupers. I, I said, hey, everyone, I know we all have seen Scream 5. Whether we love it or hate it, we all have something to say about it. So here's your chance. I want to know who your favorite character is, what's your favorite kill, what's your favorite scene, and do you think that there's a Scream movie without Sydney? And I, um, I only got three, um, <laughs> I only got three uh, answers for this, which is good, good because I only... I only ever read off three anyway. So, um, Mr. Paul Krokoff, he says, I am apparently in a minority that liked this one. I think the pacing is good. I think the best kill was the welcome to act three kill. It isn't perfect. Um, the one killer was too obvious. The other one, I forgot they were even in the movie, but it's fun enough. It's since in number three in my rankings with one and four preceding it. And it's followed by six, three, two, and in that order. Uh, Mr. Randy B. Naylor says, I saw it once. I'll probably watch it again, but I'm in no hurry. <laughs> and Kelly Dutsmore, our girl Kelly, she says, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> Dewey never would have been that dumb. Also, he and Gail should have still been together. Okay, now I I disagree with that only because the throughout the screen movies we kind of established that although Gail and Dewey loved each other, they were complete opposites. So, uh, uh, the new character was so annoying. I wanted her to die. <laughs> The twist with her being, uh, what's his name, son, was all, uh, the twist with her being, I think she meant to say, the twist with her being his daughter was son, but she she worded it a different way. But I think she meant um, the twist with Sam being his daughter was done. So. Hey. <laughs> all right. And with that being said, well, I have no more questions and no more fun facts and nobody from the movie has passed on and I don't have any, any more groupers reactions to read. So we have come to the end of the podcast, guys. And I thank you guys so much for being here. I know we tried to do this last year and it didn't work out. So I'm so glad that it worked out this time. And uh, yeah. now I don't have Scream 6 on my schedule for next year. But in 2025, I'm going to put it on there. So if you guys want to do this again for Scream 6, please let me know. Put me down right now. 
<laughs> and Brittany, how about well you, you said that you would like to do Scream Six, Brittany. So I'm gonna go ahead and put you on. <laughs> but I do have a confession to make. I have an I have a confession to make. I forgot that Nathan Diller was supposed to be on this episode. Oh my gosh. I completely forgot to message him. I forgot to put him in this message in the message chat that I, I'm I'm going throughout this whole thing and I'm like, somebody is missing. It's Nathan. I completely forgot. So I'm gonna give him a call um after I do this podcast, actually. That oh my god, I have no idea how I forgot because I think I um mentioned it last week, Matt. When we Girl, did I uh, I, I, I completely <laughs> forgot. And that's on me. I, you know what? This has only happened one other time, and it was like a couple of years ago when we when we did the faculty. I forgot that Adrian Garza was supposed to be on that episode. <laughs> so it's been years now, but but yeah, I I forgot that was my fault. Uh, I'm gonna call him and apologize profusely. Um, but yeah. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow, though, guys, I am going to be um, discussing 976 Evil 2. Have you guys seen that 976 Evil Part 2? That I've seen, I've seen the first one. I want to say I've seen the second one, but not since I was, like, a teenager. Yeah, yeah, because so, it came out in 1992, and, you know, I, don't, I hadn't seen it since I was a teenager either. It's cheesier than I remember, but it's still good. It's a good time. It's a fun film. Part one was great. It was. But it's pretty cheesy. Yeah, well, both of them is. Both both of them are really cheesy. But they're a good time, though, and they're so fun. Yeah. And and part two is no exception. You know, uh, 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 I mean, part two is no different than part one, is what I was trying to say. Uh, <clears throat> it, it is just a fun, just a scary, gory old time. And, and this movie is kind of gory. Um, okay. Yeah. Is it streaming? What is it streaming on right now? It is streaming on the Roku channel. Okay, cool. I'll, yep, I'll so if you it. have the Roku channel, that's where it's on. I do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good to know. Thank you. Yes. Yes. No problem. Well, guys, until tomorrow when I talk about 976 Evil 2, uh, this has been Latrice Carter and uh, Brittany Ridgeway and Matt Letts, and we will see you guys later. Have a happy Halloween, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.